I think so often we have these negative thoughts about ourselves and our bodies just on autopilot and they are impacting us even, you know, whether we realize it or not. It is a choice. It's your decision. Do you want to go through the rest of your life hating your body? And if the answer is no, let's work on getting to a better place. Accepting is a choice that you could literally make today, right? I think the hardest thing is figuring out and working through, okay, well, why don't I want to accept my body? Hello, lassies and lads. Welcome to another episode of Coaching and Cup of Tea with Mama Bear. We are here for episode four with the one and only intuitive expert, Victoria Yates, who you guys have obviously been raving about because the episodes are amazing. And they're just things that every woman needs to know, needs to talk about. And honestly, we just need to change. Today's episode is really special to me because it is something I've really struggled with myself. And it is called Loving Your Body, Why Acceptance Really Does Matter. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, this has been so good. This has been so fun. I know this season is like amazing and I just love it. I'm like so excited about what we have to talk about today just because loving your body. Talk to me about what acceptance really means because you talk a lot about this on your social media with the difference between acceptance and loving everything. And I think we get a little confused as women on like what loving our body really means versus like acceptance. So yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah, so I I I love using the word loving your body because I think that loving your body and acceptance go hand in hand. So I think it's important to talk about the definition of loving your body yeah. because I think a lot of times we kind of go into it thinking or you know, we see people talk about love your body, love your body and we're like, yeah, I don't know, but these yeah. are my thighs and this is my belly and I can't love that. And so it feels very unachievable to get to that place. And so then we just say, well, I, I'll never get to that place. But when I think about loving my body and the way that I talk about that, I like to use the analogy of almost like loving your spouse, right? So like when you first get married, you're like ooey gooey lovey with them and they make you feel amazing. And you know, when they say, I love you, it's like, oh, I'm just dying right now. Right. And then what happens a couple years down the road, like you still love that person, but it just feels different. It's like a decision. It's a choice more so like still you might feel, you know, hopefully you feel some warm, lovey feelings for them still too. But it's also sometimes you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, I don't know. I'm kind of mad at you. And it's like, you Mm -hmm. still love them, but you are also, also wish they had done the dishes last night or whatever it was. Right. So I find thinking about loving our bodies can be kind of in the same way because we're not always going to love every part of our bodies or and we're not always going to wake up and feel amazing about every single part of ourselves. But we can still love our bodies in that we choose to love them because it's our body and it's the only body that we get. And the alternative is going through your life hating your body And I don't think anyone wants to get to the end of their life and have spent all of their years hating their body. So that's more so like when I think about loving our bodies, like thinking about it from that place of it's okay to not love every part. And it's okay to have days where you 
you even borderline hate your body, right? And also it's more about the decision deciding I'm going to love my body today because this is my body. We can talk a little bit too about what gets in the way of loving our bodies because I think that that's a big thing that people struggle with too. Yeah. When I host my women's retreats at the Magical Lake House, we do a mirror exercise where we stand in front of a mirror in a group and we talk about the things that we love in our body. And, you know, I have heard some women say like, I love my elbow. Like that's all they had, right? And it didn't matter, right? It didn't matter that that's what it was. And they had the support of that. But I have yet to meet very few, very few women who don't have these, what my body should be or what it used to be, right? Because there's another thing, right? I'm 40 and I had twins and <laughs> and I had another child. So I had three in the space of like a year and a half and my body was just wrecked. And I had a hernia and muscle dystasis. My stomach like separated. And then I breastfed basically for all those years nonstop and I had like no boobs. And so, yeah, it's tough to look in the mirror and be like, Oh my God, two years ago, I had this perfect, what I thought was little itsy bitsy body that now has like loose skin, stretch marks, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that starting here with what does body acceptance mean? And really, I think it's, it's helpful to look at it as like, it is a choice. It's your decision. Do you want to go through the rest of your life hating your body? And if the answer is no, let's work on getting to a better place. And it doesn't mean that that better place is loving every part of your body. I think that that instantly like shuts people down because it, like I said already, it doesn't feel achievable, but something I love working on with my clients is helping them just to get to more of a neutral place. And I love the thought to practice. This is my body just simple as that. Like this is my body. It's such a, such a neutral feeling thought. And it's such an accepting thought Yeah, that I think can be really helpful for people. Yeah. And one of the things that I like to do on a personal level is just not always even looking so much at what my physical body looks like to the eye, but like it's a capability. Yes. You know, like this morning, you know, and every day this week, in fact, we have walked a couple miles as a family, right? And, you know, last week I spent the week at the beach and I can keep up with 10 and 11 year olds. You know, I can surf, I can kayak, I can do all of these things, even though there are many parts of my body that I don't particularly love. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Like focusing on what your body has done and what your body can do, I think is so helpful. It just takes you out of, I think there's this phrase or there is this phrase and I'm, I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but the phrase, my body is a, I think it was a vessel, not an ornament. Yes. There's a book about that. Yeah. I read that more than a body. Yes. That's the Thank book. you. Thank you for a body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So remembering that, like, what is the bigger purpose? I think it's so easy to just get caught up in there's models and diet culture and this skinny, thin quote, ideal body. That's like everywhere screaming in your face all the time. So of course you struggle with your body. And I think that 
that is really freeing for a lot of people to just see that. Like, of course, I have hard body image days. I didn't even mention like filters and photo editing and all of that that's available right now. It's just out of control, right? So of course you have days where you wake up and it's like, ugh, yeah, not a fan. But focusing on what you have and what or what you have done, what your body has done, what you can do, I think it it's so much more empowering. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I forgot about that book. That's a great book. I will link that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. So what ways do you help people accept, Mm. right? Yeah. Because love and acceptance, right? Like they're kind of, Mm -hmm. you said they go hand in hand, but how do you define the difference of those? Yeah. Well, I think that typically acceptance kind of comes first, but that love piece, I think comes more from this relationship piece that you grow into the more that you, like any relationship, kind of get to know your body and get to know yourself. I think that that's a big piece of it. And accepting is a choice that you could literally make today, right? I think the hardest thing is figuring out and working through, okay, well, why don't I want to accept my body? I think that that is where a lot of people get hung up and a lot of people struggle with. So some of the biggest reasons that I see people struggling with accepting their body are number one. I see a lot of people struggling with accepting their body because they think that that's going to mean that they just stop caring about their body. And they think that, okay, well, if I accept my body, that means I'm never going to be motivated to go and exercise. I'm going to be a couch potato. I'm going to not care about what I'm eating. And they think that they just are going to stop caring. And I think the reason why is because up until now, they've probably been motivated to exercise, motivated to eat a certain way because of wanting to change their body. Cause right. That's like diet culture. That's dieting at, right. at its core. And so they're used to that being the motivation. So now they're afraid, well, if I accept my body, then I'm not going to have any motivation to yeah. do these things or to take care of my body. But what I have found is accepting your body creates such a better motivation, such a more like lasting motivation, because now instead of shaming your body into taking certain actions and, you know, going to the gym or whatever, going for a walk, Mm -hmm. it's coming from this place of, I care about my body. I love, I respect my body. And so I'm going to take these actions because of that love, that care, that acceptance. So this is, might be helpful for people, but I always use this analogy of this old beat up Jeep that we used to have when my husband mm-hmm. and I were first married. We literally like, we didn't have a lot of money. We bought this Jeep with a thousand dollars cash and the front bumper was duct taped to the front. It had rust all underneath. It was junky. And because of that, we didn't really care a whole lot about what happened to it. Yeah. So did we wash it? No. Did we like clean it inside? Not a whole lot. And I remember a couple of times where we'd be at a stop sign and someone would tap, you know, like rear end us a little bit. I remember looking in the rear view mirror and they're freaking out. Like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And we're like, it's okay. We don't care. Right. Like we just didn't really care about this that's, thing. So- that's me with my mini bags. <laughs> And now I I just got a new car, Victoria, and coaching a cup of tea with Mama Bear. And now I'm like, 
No one's allowed to eat in here. Right. No one can <laughs> drink in here. Did you just put your foot on the top of my console? <laughs> I'm like a psychopath. Yes. And my, I, I promised them I would only be a psychopath for six months. I yes. was like, okay. That seems I, I just let me have just like, a. I've, I've driven a minivan for 10 years, Victoria. 10 years of parenting with this minivan that has dings on every side of it. It is disgusting inside. I'm sure there are like, I haven't sold it yet, but I'm sure there are like animals somewhere in that vehicle. It's so nasty. That is such a great analogy. I'm going to use that. I love that so much. So good. So anyway, all that to say, like, I I even washed my car the other day, my new car. I washed it. Yeah, It wasn't even that dirty. Yeah. And I washed it. Yeah. (laughs) So same. Like, yeah, when we had kids, we needed something a little safer and wasn't going to break down and all of that. So we got a little bit of a nicer car and yeah, we like take it through the car wash. And I mean, mine is, you know, cause I have little kids, so there are crumbs and goldfish everywhere, but still, we still take much better care than we used to of this old, old mm-hmm. Jeep. And, you know, so when we think about how we treat our bodies, you know, we can't just go into it hating our bodies and trying to use that as motivation to change, which I think is all it, I've seen is like the message of diet culture, right? It's like, hate your body to make this change so that you change how you're eating and exercise, whatever. And, and yet it's really, it has to be flipped. We have to come into our actions with this motivation coming from, I love and care for and respect my body because we take care of the things that we care about. And on the flip side, we don't take care of the things that we don't care about. So yeah, I love that. I love that you shared that about your new car because I think that's such a, every time you like get in your car, you can remember this analogy. (laughs) I am. I'm going to be like, I love her so much. You treat yourself like your new car. Yes. Yes. Her name is Fair and Forest Wiggins. She has three names because she's very fancy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I was laughing. This is just totally side tangent. But my minivan never had speakers that could work. So we used to carry one of those speakers in the car with us to like play music. And I got into the new car, which by the way, I bought on eBay. So I didn't actually see it until it arrived at my house. But we got in and I was like, oh my gosh, it has like Siri XM, like it has like you can, it's Bluetoothing music from my phone onto the whole car. And me and the kids were just like, this is crazy, the technology. But I mean, everyone else has had this technology forever. But because I, for 10 years, carried around a portable speaker that I charge at night, it just felt very exciting. Yeah, that's how we were with air conditioning, like, like (laughs) full on air conditioning. It's amazing. Like, what is this? But that is such a great analogy. I'm going to use it forever. I'm going to think about it when I get in my car. So if you lassies drive minivans, that's just, it's just such a good way to think about it, how we don't treat well the things that we don't care about. Wow. So good. Yeah. You're just like spending the gold all day long, girl. I love it. Yeah. So good. This is why for a a big part of my work, I wasn't really focusing on body image, but I realized that like, that's such a huge part of, it's a huge part of becoming an intuitive eater. It's also a huge part of any time that you're working towards a health goal or like wanting to be more consistent or have a habit that you're building that is something related to taking care of yourself. 
we can't neglect to think about our relationship with ourselves and our relationship with our bodies, because that's going to be the fuel that helps you be consistent because it's coming from that place of, again, I care about myself. Yeah. I just love how you talk about it really does matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's really it as important. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So for someone that's listening and they're like, okay, I'm going to try to start loving my body. I'm going to try to start accepting it. Like, where would you tell them to start? Mm, that's a really good question. Like if I'm a new client and I'm like, oh, I want to, but how? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I think starting with just paying attention to your self-talk, yeah, which is easier said than done, I recognize. But I think that that can be so powerful. Just, I think so often we're just, we have these negative thoughts about ourselves and our bodies just on autopilot and they are impacting us even, you know, whether we realize it or not. And so paying attention to your self-talk, the way that you're talking to yourself, I would start there. I think another big part or another, maybe this is like, actually it could be an easier first step would be just starting to, and making sure that you're wearing clothes that feel good on your body and that fit your now body. Because just think about like, if you're wearing clothes that are too tight, that don't fit, don't feel good, are like hugging in, in, you know, places that are uncomfortable. It's so much harder to think positively about those parts of you when you're uncomfortable. So like one of the best things that you can do to just have a better body image, as simple as it sounds, is just wearing clothes that feel good and that fit you. You have people who say to you, I don't want to do that because I've been a size two for the last 10 years and now I'm going on a four and a six and I don't want to buy clothes that are a four and a six because I don't want to be a four and a six. Yeah. I know that's what people are thinking that are listening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's like, you have to weigh the two options of like, what is, what do you want to do? Do you want to like suffer in the size two for however long? And then again, we've already, we've already talked about, I think most Mm -hmm. people, if they are in that place, they're like, I got to go on a diet and lose the weight. And we've already talked about why that doesn't work. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that your size is forever going to be in this place. And I think that something that is this misconception that so many people just like throw around, maybe not intentionally, but the message is there that your body's never supposed to change. And the truth is bodies change. Yeah. Bodies change. I, I hit 30 this year and I feel like I I feel like my body's starting to change and I knew that going into it. Yeah. But like that is normal. Am I, I'm not freaking out. I'm just like, this is, this is normal. And I think if we can just go through our life with that knowledge, I mean, I'm just imagining like, what if the message that we got was body change is normal? Like it's not a problem that you are in a size four or six and you used to be a two. Like that's just normal. How different our world would be. So I guess that's what I would offer is like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to be suffering in the size two or do you want to be comfortable and feel more confident? Because that's what you will experience when you go up in the size. You will be more confident because you'll feel more comfortable and it will fit better. So yeah. I also would love while we're here last season, we have your attention for people not to say things like this, which is what I heard when I was 30. Well, just you wait. Right. Because that that drives me insane. Like when people say that about when your kids are, you know, babies, and then they say, well, just wait to their teenagers or just wait till you have I'm like, no, No. I know. 
Yeah. So derogatory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah not but it's the same thing that I have heard when I've said things like when I'm 30 or 35 or I'm approaching 40, like, oh, I can, ch- I can see that my hips are getting wider, right? Like, I've always had hips, like I've never been a straight up and down girl, like I've always been curvier on the bottom. And I can just feel that I'm getting more curvy as I get older, right? And if I make a comment about that, I'm usually met with just you wait Mm -hmm. from someone who's older. So I'm just telling you, let's also not say that to each other. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. More like if the message instead was just like, yeah, this is normal. It's not a problem. Yeah. I think that would be so much more helpful. It's funny because we're met with a lot of people who talk online about, I've been the same size for 20 years, follow me to know why, or, you know, whatever. (laughs) I've been this size for the last five years and I haven't blah. And I'm like, wow, how do you do that? But I also know what that requires. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I know what is, I know what happens in order to stay the same size for 20 or 30 or five years how much food restriction, how much exercise, how much that is like a big part of your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We don't see the full picture of people who are posting on social media. So I think that's, I I love that you shared that because that's such an important lens to bring into it when we're, when we're on social media, for sure. Seeing messages like that. All right. This was amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us about how we can love and how we can accept our bodies and why Lassies and Lance, it's really, really important. And I really love this idea. Of, there was two things that you said that really, I wrote notes down that I really love, which was that our bodies are supposed to change. And imagine if that was the message. I absolutely love that. But I also loved when you said, when you're trying to get people to that point of loving their body or accepting their body and early on one of the things to say to yourself is this is my body Mm -hmm. i think that's so special i love that yeah awesome thank you (laughs) thanks all right lassies and lads i am not going to interrupt coaching and a cup of tea with mama bear for any reason other than this one brueda that is correct brueda is the better way to brew loose leaf tea forget the toys and the trinkets that go along with brewing loose leaf tea brueda's patent approved filter lid is built in so you can filter while you sip that's right It's that easy. Just scoop in your tea, add hot water, and you're ready to go. With eight amazing flavors to try, you can maximize the benefits of loose leaf tea by allowing the leaves to fully expand. What? Releasing all their antioxidants and flavors for the most effective and efficient cup of tea. Yes, please. And right now, Breda is available for pre-order. This is very exciting, lasses and lads, okay? And today you can join the Founder Circle right now with my family and friends discount, Mama Bear 10. That's 10% off of your order. Listen, If you know someone that loves tea, if you are someone that loves tea, take advantage of this. All of the information is in the show notes. Brueta, it's the better way to brew.